Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome, Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk in Maui, where we don't sugarcoat shit. My name is Richie Kepler with Marla and Bill Dean, formerly of CBS, on air with us today to speak about all kind of goodies. It seemed that life was so Logical song, Super Tramp, one of Marla's favorite tunes. Right, Marla? Okay, welcome to the show, Renegade Nation. I love Super Tramp, and uh, I love the lyrics in that uh, song. That's a great song. Good morning, Bill Dean out of New York City. How are Aloha, you? Aloha, Bill. Aloha. Yeah. What do you mean morning? It's afternoon, it's late mor- in the day. It's here. morning here. We're still, we're behind. Go down I'm in my jammies. <laughs> we're always behind. Oh, hey, Bill, by the way, did you hear about the guy in North Dakota that got his first television news anchor job, and he said, this is fucking full of shit or something? <laughs> Did you no. hear that? Yeah, yeah. He, he got on the air Sunday night. It was his first time on TV. And you know, you've been in studios before with all the red lights on air and all that oh, shit. Yeah. No, now, Bill never did that. Bill never did that. Anyway, you, you, pre- you press the they press the button and it says on air and he went, fucking uh, I, shit. I, I, I was told in college by a, by a speech teacher, don't ever, ever swear when you go through that door, that front door, you cannot swear because... The mic will be on one of those days, and then you'll be fired. Well, apparently... If the mic is on, and you're not swearing, you won't be fired. Apparently, Bill, that's what they taught him, but he... His first and last him. day. He got I, fired. Uh, the classic <laughs> example is a guy at UPI uh, about uh, 20 years ago. He was, uh, he was uh, going to be in Bogota as the UPI correspondent, and he was practicing on Sunday before he Bogota? went in on Monday. And he was practicing uh, putting down things on the on the wire, like, uh, oh, the president has been assassinated here and stuff like that. And it wound up all over the world that the president of uh, Colombia had been assassinated. Because he was typing it into UPI. And, and he was just playing around. <laughs> He's playing around. <laughs> Little did he know that he had the line open. And it was live going all over the world. And all over the world. He never got to work there. 
He never got there for Monday. That's funny. Like well, I anyway. said, this guy was his first day and his last day. Yeah. His first and his last day. <laughs> this is fucking full of shit. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I hope everybody had a good weekend after last week. I Jesus sure Christ, you want to talk so. about stress. Anyway, uh, talking about, um, Bill brought it to my attention uh, yesterday. Cheryl Atkinson, she's a, uh, a, a quote-unquote investigative reporter. We got to say, yes, Marla. The last one, apparently. <laughs> the, la- the last one. There's two of them, I think, left, but she's one of them. And Bill knows her um, directly, and uh, she's been speaking with the uh, two families who were victims of these terrorist attacks. Really? And uh, basically, Cheryl was on um, Osgood yesterday, Bill, is that right? Yes, sir. Charles That's Osgood. True. And um, they had, a, they had a, a conversation, and there's a novel lawsuit by terror victims suing international banks, which they say supported the terrorists. Get that. Now, Renegade Nation, listen, these banksters... All right, and again, and there's more garbage going on with these banksters, especially Bernanke. Send them all down the Federal the Reserve suit. System. Now, Cheryl Atkinson, she's an Emmy Award-winning investigative reporter at CBS, and she's in talks to leave CBS News ahead of a, a contract, and this is what Politico is learning. Uh, sources familiar with the situation cite dis, uh, disputes between Atkinson and the network executives, including CBS Evening News executive producer Patricia Shevlin, as the cause for the talks, though the specific issues could not be confirmed, and sources cite disputes with the network executives, as Bill calls them, the what? MBAs. <laughs> the MBAs. MBAs. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. Murrow, Murrow does that, too. The MBA wasn't that famous at that time. It was. Uh, it really came into being at Harvard, uh, I believe, hey, Bill. Uh, in 1960. Bill, I never went to Harvard. What's it stand for again? No. <laughs> I didn't go to Harvard. What? What does it stand for what again does, for Renegade Nation? Uh, Master of Business Administration. Okay. Masters in Business Administration. Everybody MBA. wants them. Everybody wants to be rich in America. So uh, you get an MBA. You, know, you and I can set up a school and we'll hand out MBAs. We there. should. I already have mine. I printed mine be, last night. Would be night. great. Anyway. The three of us yeah, would be I mean, excellent. So welcome you know, to Renegade College. Them, uh, <laughs> it depends on where you go if it means anything at all. Renegade <laughs> College. <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's start Renegade College. Okay. MBA degree, you know. MBA. Now, just for fun, Renegade Nation, let's take a look at Cheryl's recent highlight reel of investigative journalism. Now, you got to listen to this, Renegade Nation. you got to listen closely here. She took the lead. She took the lead on investigating the Fast and Furious scandal, which all of a sudden disappeared the grand illusion at work. Focus. Pocus! Hocus pocus! What's behind door number one? Anyway, while the rest of the media, including her own network, were seemingly uninterested in Fast and Furious Renegade Nation, Hmm. she was even screamed at by a White House spokesman over her coverage of the story. I can just imagine what words he used. Yeah, both the administration and Hillary Clinton herself over the Benghazi stonewalling, and she was in the middle of that. Now, this Patricia Shevlin, who is the uh, news director over there, apparently, she is uh, named above. Is, is is clashing with um, with Cheryl, of course. <clears throat> Worked for nearly a decade with Dan Rather at CBS Evening News, and uh, the network news division is, could be firing this reporter for actually reporting Re- the truth. It's called reporting. Yes, she's the only real journalist left from the big three. Is that right, Bill? Would you say? 
Oh, I, uh, no, there's uh, uh, Brian Ross over at ABC is uh, is pretty good. He's pretty good, too. So he might be on the chopping block soon himself. You never, <laughs> you just never know with these people. Well, you know, if they know what they can go after and what they can't go after, you know, that's the thing. Now, he, uh, Brian Ross is working at ABC. ABC is owned by Disney. Disney has uh, merry-go-rounds and, uh, you know, all kinds of amusement uh, that, could, uh, that could be dangerous at some of these amusement parks. Now, if Brian Ross went and really? tried to cover that, uh, he would be fired. <laughs> but he knows not to do that. Yeah, he knows that's not to do that. That's how we don't get the news. Just let the people on the rides die. That's how we just don't get the news, that's Bill right. said. Now, what Cheryl's doing here, Renegade Nation, she, and nobody's bringing this up in the media except us and Bill at uh, ourmissingnews.com. You can go check that out. Because the ba- they don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want to be in Cheryl's boots. They don't, you're right. Now, Cheryl is following the money trail to see what financial help the Boston Marathon bombers may have received. Nobody is talking about that renegade nation. Nobody for some victims of earlier terrorist attacks. The money trail has led them straight into federal court and Cheryl Atkinson has the story. This Mark Sokolow, she, he's a New York attorney, managed to escape the World Trade Center in September 11 on the attacks. A few months later, feeling lucky to be alive, he took his family on vacation to Israel. And we heard this terrific blast, and right away I knew that it was a bomb, probably a suicide bomber. So it goes on and on and on, and Cheryl has done a lot of investigating into this story about um, about Mark Sokolow and his family being bombed. And um, they're going into the... Um, where the the money's coming from what who what banks or banksters are assisting the capital for these terrorist these terroristic uh, uh, attacks on people and the Goldsteins and the Sokolos are now part of a group of a land uh, a group of landmark lawsuits filed in New York federal court now nobody knows about that renegade nation but now you do they include 5,000 terror victims globally several hundred in the, in the US and they're using a novel approach to fight back against the enemy that tore apart their lives and they're suing international banks they say supported the terrorists now these lawsuits Suits allege that the Arab Bank, Credit Lioness, and two other foreign banks with New York offices were key to an intricate system that moved cash to aid terrorists and their families. Accounts at the Arab Bank allegedly, allegedly, were used to pay cash rewards to families of suicide bombers and other so-called Palestinian martyrs. Records show money was supplied by two groups on the U.S. list of foreign terrorist organizations, Hazlabah and Hamas. The terrorist who attacked Mark Sokolow's family was Wafa Ideas, the first female suicide bomber in the conflict. Anybody who believes this administration is truthful or transparent or is looking out for America's best interests is either brain dead or on drugs. Discounting the administration itself, of course, which is simply full of dirty lying crooks that fed the country a giant pack of lies throughout both the 2008 and 2012 campaigns. And the media passed the lies off as the truths every step of the way. But there is Cheryl telling you about the banksters, which we've been telling you about for a long time. It's interesting about these banksters because they all work together. There's no like. Yep. Well, they they really don't care. They want to look the other way where the money comes from. They don't want to get involved. They say, you know, hey, you know, we're just doing business here. We're taking your millions in there, and uh, through this, this is a slush fund to pay off the families. If you're a terrorist and you go and you blow up something and blow up yourself at the same time, this this. Fund goes to your family, 
so you to are keep your mouth shut. Oh my God. It's to keep your mouth sacrifice. shut. It's called paying them off to keep their mouth shut. Now, CBS News investigative reporter, reporter Cheryl Atkinson has had enough of the Erber secretive Obama administration's handling of the September 11th attack on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi, which led to the murder of four Americans, including that of Ambassador Chris Stevens. Atkinson has gone where no woman and very few men have gone before in her pursuit of this story. Her reporting has earned her multiple Emmys, most recently for her investigations on Operation Fast and Furious. She's also a multiple winner of the Radio and Television News Directors Association Edward R. Murrow Award. Atkinson knows when she's being stonewalled or handed a line. The abominable administration, which calls itself the most open and transparent presidential administration in recent history, is doing both. And Atkinson voiced her frustrations on Twitter last Tuesday evening to let the world know about it. And we're telling you also. And also, she was on Charles Osgood on CBS uh, on the talk, uh, Talking Heads uh, yesterday. And Bill brought that up. So, Bill, what's your take on all of this with Cheryl? Well, She's you got awesome. a compliment her for the Ford Explorers. Uh, much of your audience will remember that the Ford Explorers were tipping over and people were being killed. 3,000 injuries and uh, 119 deaths attributed directly to, uh, to the denial going on on the part of um, Firestone and Ford. It went on for quite a while. And she uncovered papers that uh, proved that they knew what the hell was going on and they knew that there was a problem, but they weren't telling the, the country. Uh, it was an admirable job, and it went on for, golly, it seemed like a couple of years before they finally admitted it. Hey, uh, Bill? Yes? I remember that story, but I do not remember learning that it was the tires. It was the tires. I've never heard it that. Was, it was the tires, and uh, they they we're supposed to uh, make some make some changes and uh, to correct it and uh, the changes were so minor they finally they finally concluded that we'll let the air out of the tires down to 26 um, <laughs> pounds per square inch yeah and um, uh, that, that was that was what they decided to do. They they didn't decide to change the track or anything more expensive. You know, just let the air out of your tires, folks, and you'll be all right. <laughs> and um, it was actually it was wrong because Firestone was saying you can't let the tire you can't take it down to twenty six. And um, uh, so Ford and uh, Firestone were fighting this out, and Cheryl was uncovering inside information that proved that they knew what was going on when they said they didn't know what was going on. Well, I'm still, she's so still she's alive. an investigative reporter, but uh, I myself consider myself an investigative reporter, and uh, uh, opening up the smooth criminal story and the book and uh, everything, and um but I can tell you, it's a it's a dangerous job if you want to if you want to retire, you know, <laughs> if you expect to be at a place for thirty years and then get your retirement. Uh, don't be an investigative reporter because I say that you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You're going to uncover something that your big boss is going to be unhappy with or somebody very important is going to call your boss and say, hey, you know, it would really be a good thing if you uh, didn't have that person on the air anymore. Hey, hey Bill, I have a question for you. Isn't that what the media is there for is to tell us the truth? 
Yeah, well, ostensibly they do. Uh-huh. They, they cover you uh, what, what what happens at a news conference or something. You, for example, you just have to be a nicey nice person if you're over at the White House. What if you heard a White House reporter ever give you an exclusive? You don't <laughs> go around and talk to people at the White House. If you do, uh, the press secretary or somebody else at the White House will call the network, CBS or something, and say, we, we'd rather have somebody else over here in your your history yeah so you you know you know what to do and what not to do particularly at the white house get like rid said, of the spy here here have an exclusive out of there daniel shore many many years ago i remember him but they marginalized him too he, he died recently anyway i guess i wouldn't last five seconds as a white house correspondent you'd be yeah, you thrown would. out on your ass rich uh, let me ask you a question if, if you got they out they wouldn't even give you your five seconds let me ask that. you a question <laughs> i have some questions to ask Anyway, you're so, gone. It's okay. like, it's like one of those so trapdoors. I, I, I just want to thank Cheryl Atkinson for doing her job. Thank you, Cheryl. It's amazing. Somebody's doing her job. Yes. Yeah, and, she, um, and now she's on the chopping block. Now she's oh, on the. Yeah, that's what job. they're saying. She's on the. She, what happens? She's telling the truth. Well, maybe if she gets chopped out of and CBS I, or wherever. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you, the public just doesn't realize it, and I'll bet you many journalism professors do not know that Edward R. Murrow was. Fired. We all look up to Edward R. Murrow like yes, we he's do. the great, uh, the great leader uh, of uh, and who taught us how to how to do things in, in broadcast journalism, and uh, he uh, is uh, is the guy that has lost uh, lost his job at CBS. He lost his job because he did one thing called Harvest of Shame. Hey, hey, Bill, uh, which Bill. exposed yes, Bill, uh, Harvest of Shame. Put that in your memory bank because we're going to take a break, and then we, I want to get into Edward Moore. Yes, Moore. I just wanted to tell Renegade Nation, in case they weren't aware, that Bill is the recipient of the Edward R. Merle Award. Well, yes, that's very true, but a lot of people get. Some kind of a that was that was oh, now, Bill. Okay. a bit You're wonderful, Bill. We'll get into Edward Armour in a few <laughs> minutes. Okay, we're gonna take a break. Renegade Nation, thank you for listening. Thank you for all the downloads, and we'll be right back. Freedom's being destroyed. Like free speech. Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. Welcome, Renegade Nation. Thank you for listening and thank you for all the downloads. We really appreciate it. To all of our patriots around the world, we thank you. To our friends in Europe, Spain, North Carolina, Florida, one of my Asia. Asia, all over the place. Bill Dean, formerly of CBS News, on air with Marla and myself, Richard Kepler. Welcome to the jungle. Another day of bullshit for the media, but we're trying to set it straight a little bit. We're going to be talking about Edward R. Murrow and some other things that uh, stressed and depressed in America. We're going to get into that. Here's a little bit of uh, Guns N' Roses. Welcome to the jungle, Renegade Nation. Thank you for all the downloads. Let's get it on, bro. Let's go, Axel. Do it. Welcome to the jungle. going to get that goddamn money before you get it. I'll do anything that I need to do to go get that money. That's what he's talking about. It's all about the money and the power and the banksters, the Bilderbergs and the really crazy people. 
Give me the money and I want that power. Anyway, we're going to get back to uh, Bill talking about Edward R. Murrow. What do you he's he's going to cite some things that were spoken back in the uh, 60s. And uh, I didn't even know that uh, Mr. Murrow got fired from CBS, one of the best reporters ever, ever, ever. And uh, that was news to me. So, Bill, can you explain the Renegade Nation about this? I don't think I was here on Earth yet. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. He did, he did a story. Oh, yeah, we, we started talking about a harvest of shame. Right, harvest and this of shame. Is, uh, this is, was an expose. The public didn't know uh, that these little kids from Mexico and so forth were not in school, and that the father, if, he, if his uh, arm got cut off in, the, in a farm machine or something like that, uh, that there was nobody there to help him, and uh, that these kids were riding these buses from uh, all the way up to Maine and then back down. Uh, for the uh, for the growing seasons, and uh, he exposed that, and uh, that was one thing. And then he did a speech, and I'm going to give uh, give you a little of the speech, which uh, which really turned the broadcast network upside down. And uh, so those two things together in 1959 and 1960, uh, they were told that we're now going to censor you. And they didn't say, Ed- Edward R. Murrow, you are fired. But he, he refused to say that he was going to that his material was going to be censored. Wow. Uh, because of one company that didn't like this and another company didn't like that. He wasn't going to do that. Hmm. And so he left. Uh, he left a broken heart. He, uh, uh, John Kennedy gave him a job as uh, head of the USIA, U.S. Information Agency, and he died a couple of years later. And this guy was so big, unbelievable, and in, in everybody, I, I have to recommend this book. It's called The Murrow Boys. Whether you're in the business, whether you're not, whether you're not a journalist, it doesn't matter. That, that is a great book, and you'll love it no matter whether you're in it, in the business or not. I think Nation. The Murrow Boys, it's by Stanley Cloud and Lynn Olson. And uh, <laughs> the way Murrow started, it's just unbelievable. It's an unbelievable story. It's gotta, sort of like Abraham Lincoln. Renegade Nation, uh, you got to get that book because this is... This is where he was censored, and this is what's going on in the media right now. It's being censored. You really do not know what's going on. The media is saying certain things. In fact, you just saw it last Monday with a, a horrible attack in Boston with the, the Boston Marathon with these people getting killed. And nobody knew. The media went absolutely crazy. The media was saying this, how many people died, this, that, this, and everything else. Everybody got thoroughly confused, and today there's a lot of people complaining about the media and about not giving us the information and the truthful information as to what's going on. Now, one of the things that Bill brought up and he found out over the weekend was that the Russians, and if I'm wrong, Bill, please uh, correct me, the Russians, Renegade Nation, the Russians told the Federal Bureau of an investigation about these two fucking morons that planted these bombs. And the Russians said, you better go check this out because there might be some uh, something going on with these two radical, um, uh, you know, uh, Muslims. So, Bill, take it from there. Because I, I, I haven't seen anything on the, on the mainstream ostrich stupid media about any of that. Well, you're you're absolutely right. Except uh, it's just the older brother, the 26-year-old, who who they felt had uh, had been uh, marginalized here, Camarian. Uh, right. uh, the 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 younger brother seems to have been led around by by the older brother, and uh, became a jihadist through his older brother. But the 
the reason the Russians were interested in him was that this guy, and now I expose this thing, uh, was seen according to uh, some Russian papers and according to the Russian police, but you don't seem to see this uh, because I guess they want to protect our FBI because they didn't become active on this, but that he was seen in a mosque over six months, six times, with with one of the biggest terrorists in the in the um, in the area in the Chechen area, huh. uh, and uh, so you've got uh, yesterday. It was kind of funny. You, you got those talk shows, and somebody where people were saying, "Well, there are thousands and thousands of suspects in this country, and we can't we can't really spot somebody like that." So, so uh, it, it, once in a while, something's going to slip through. That was the rationale, but they don't tell you something very important. This guy went over to Russia and was there for six months, and the Russian the, the Russian KGMD uh, wanted to know about it. And uh, not, not thousands and thousands of Americans who are suspect get on a plane and go over to Russia <laughs> Let's and go to stay Chet there and... for six months and come back here, folks. Right. It, it, you see, Renegade Nation, this is the where the investigative reporting comes in. And finding out the truth that the guy went to Chetna in Russia, and the Russians are, are looking at him. And that's where they're from. And that's where they're from. His and the family. And the Russians already know all this. And everybody thinks the Russians are against the United States because they, they have put this face, this makeup all over the place on, on the United States media. And we're supposed to be going, oh, the Russians are our enemy, but here are the Russians actually telling the FBI that you better watch, look right. out, look out for There's this guy. There's something wrong with this There's guy. There's something wrong with this guy. And But you don't hear that on the, on the stupid well, mainstream media. I think there's a lot media. of jealousy, uh, and I don't think that, uh, that people in the FBI would want to would want to admit <laughs> that the Russians knew anything that they didn't know. Yeah, of but look, course yeah, not. But see, but why so, did she in let... the meantime, people are killed. But, why, that, that, would, why would they let us know they hide everything. Marla, people died because they and did not follow limbs. through. Did and not okay, okay, got it. But did not follow through on what the Russians said. Right. You don't hear this in the mainstream stupid ostrich the media. They're not saying bullshit it. Investigation. Well, they claim that they checked the family. They claim that they checked uh, everything, and um, uh, that doesn't satisfy me because. Because the Russians are... How many times do the Russians ask the <laughs> FBI, hey, we're suspicious about that's, that's this? What's so, yeah. That's what's so interesting. Hey, you, know, we got, we might have, you might have a problem over there, dude. You better go check this uh, dude out that lives in uh, Boston, you know? They didn't do it. They didn't, what, what are they doing? And, and you know what's funny, Bill, when you look at the whole thing? But they're patting down, the TSA is patting down six-year-old boys right. and girls at the airport. And elderly. And the old, old people that are like 85 that you can blow Remember over. Remember that <laughs> one old man who had the Purple Heart? That was the Medal of Honor. Oh, honey. Medal of Honor. The governor of South Dakota, yes. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and they I don't stopped him. They yeah. didn't even know what it was. Okay. So anyway, there's a, uh, another story that's coming out. We're going to get into this. It's called Stress and Depressed. Now, Renegade Nation, I really want you to listen to this. It's been on Facebook, and they're, they're popping this thing around and uh, both uh, Marlon and myself and Bill have read this. Americans are snapping by the millions. And this is by David uh, Kuperlin. He reveals uh, record fear, stress and suicide, and inspired way out. But when few seem to realize about the transformation is that the sheer stress of living in today's America is driving tens of millions to the point of illness, depression, self-destruction. And yes. I've been saying 
practically every show, they're trying to kill us. What does Bob say? Thinning of the herd? The thinning of the herd. Get rid of the weak. Suicide, Renegade Nation, listen. Or the strong. Renegade Nation, listen. Suicide has surpassed car crashes as the leading cause of injury. Death for Americans, even more disturbing, Renegade Nation. In the world's greatest military, more U.S. soldiers died last year by suicide than in combat. In fact, we're going to have a wife of a um, uh, Green Beret uh, on one, I think, hopefully this week. Yeah. We'll try to line that thing up. But anyway, fully one third of the nation's employees suffer chronic debilitating stress and more than half of all the millennials they're the 18 to 33 year olds experience a level of stress that keeps them awake at night including large numbers diagnosed with depression or anxiety disorder now shocking new research from the federal centers for disease disease control and prevention shows that one in five of all high school age children in the united states has been diagnosed with adhd and likewise a large new study of new york city City residents shows sadly that one in five preteens, that's children age pre-teens. six to that's children age six to twelve, have been medically diagnosed with either ADHD, anxiety, depression, or bipolar disorder. And what does the medical community do? They feed you pills like candy. That's called the candy store. It's called the candy store, and the pills are full of everything you can imagine to get you addicted and to, to basically break your your brain down. New research concludes that stress renders people susceptible to serious illness and a growing number of studies now confirm that chronic stress plays a major role in the progression of cancer, the nation's second biggest killer. The biggest killer of all is heart disease, which causes one in four deaths in the United States and is also known to have a huge stress component. Now, incredibly, Renegade Nation, 11% of all Americans age 12 and older are currently taking SSRI antidepressants. I'm going to read that again. 11% of all Americans age 12 and older are currently taking SSRI antidepressants those highly controversial mood-altering psychiatric drugs with the FDA's suicidal warning label and alarming correlation with school shooters. This is what happened in Sandy Hook, Renegade Nation. They're trying to pass a gun law saying that we need these background checks when the person who actually killed these children was a psychotic killer. He was taking the drugs and he would have taken... It didn't matter if that law would have been passed or not because the mother had a background check, but the the guy, the, the kid did not. The kid picked up the gun, he killed his mother, he went to the school, he killed the children, and then he killed himself. No law would have stopped that it's called common sense, and he's been on antidepressants for a long period of time, as they have said, right, Bill and, and Marla? Am I wrong or right here? Oh, yeah. you're absolutely right. It, it's, on that. There's no argument on anything that you said. So how in the fuck, Renegade Nation, can you have not have common sense as to figure out this kid would have picked up the gun anyway, didn't matter about no stupid abominable background gun control check, he would have picked up the gun and killed his mother like he did and killed the children because hey. he was fucked up on drugs. Yeah. Yes, Mark. Well, the O-bomb would have dropped the bomb on Americans anyhow. He's doing it all over the place. Medicating children, 
Also, this continues on with a stunning 23% of all American women in their 40s and 50s, almost one in four renegade nation now taking antidepressants, according to a major study by the CDC. Hmm. Add to that the tens of millions of users of all these other types of psychiatric drugs, including, just to pick one, the 6.4 million American children between the ages of 4 and 17, supposedly allegedly diagnosed with ADHD and prescribed Ritalin or some similar psychostimulant. Hey, Rich, remember back in the 60s, the Rolling Stones wrote about Mama's Little Pill. Yeah, Mama's Little Pill. That, that was, was Valium. That was Valium. Hey, Bill, back in the day, we never had any of these drugs, did we? Oh, that's right. And it's kind of interesting about uh, about these childhood diseases that they didn't discover them until, I mean, now you, you go to a doctor and, oh, yeah, the, something's wrong with a kid. It may just be a growing up experience, the kids doing something crazy or something, and it seems like they just want to put everybody on a pill. You're right. I think they, it's called the dumbing down of America. Yeah, they want to medicate everyone, and I've, I... And, you know, those pills, they cost about five cents or something to make, and uh, they'll charge you 80 bucks oh, for yeah. a, they're a dra- bottle of it. They're draining everyone's pockets, they're screwing up people's heads. And as a matter of fact, we're going to have a 15-year-old on air tomorrow Tomorrow to explain what he sees and how he feels about America today. Nolan Power will be right. on tomorrow. He's 15 yeah, years old. We're generally not very happy. And um, uh, as I blogged, it's, it's uh, really, really discouraging where people cannot trust their government. And, and the way they acted uh, in this, uh, in this uh, bombing is a perfect example. Uh, people think, oh, the FBI, they will take care of us. So, and now, <laughs> as I concluded in my blog, uh, uh, which I wrote yesterday, is that these, these uh, guys, what they've done and what the, what the, what the bombing has done, it's really given uh, the, gun, the pro-gun people uh, uh, an argument. They're saying, hey, the United States government isn't protecting me, and now they want to take away my gun. That's, That's exactly right. right, Bill. Now, I'm not supporting that necessarily. No, 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 no. observing it. Well, it's an, as, an observer, as an observer, that's exactly right because they're going to say that we could have been, uh, we could have been um, covered here and protected if that gun a background check law would have been in place. Now, Renegade well, Nation, common sense is these two had this all planned out. This is not something where they just walked into a store and picked up a gun. Someone and and now, or someone else. Or someone else. Conspiracy theorists immediately, I mean, you can't, they're crazy. Watch out, uh, uh, Renegade Nation. They got, <laughs> they got people out there saying these guys really weren't the ones. They were set up for it. Uh, they were put on there. They were drugged, and they were walking down the street. Do you there. think they we're ever going to know? Yeah, not the real ones. The real ones are in hiding. Do you think we're ever going to know the truth, Bill? I mean, the way the media is today. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I know think, Cheryl I Atkinson. Think it's pretty obvious that these guys uh, uh, did did it, and uh, I, I'm not uh, much of a conspiracy theorist unless it's proven. <laughs> that it no longer is a theory. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. no longer a theory. I, I would like if we have time to to read a little bit about Murrow. Okay, well, yeah, go ahead. we got to finish this. Well, I'm just going to finish this one part, right. and then we'll get into it. Throw in now the 28% of American adults with a drinking problem. That's more than 60 million people, plus the 22 million using illegal drugs like marijuana, but it is becoming legal in other in states. Cocaine, heroin, uh, inhalants, and a pretty and pretty soon a picture emerges of a nation of drug takers with hundreds of millions dependent on one toxic substance or another, legal or illegal, to help them deal with the stresses and problems of life. 
Renegade Nation, heroin use is huge. Do you know that the poppies are grown over in the Middle East? Afghanistan. That's their drug trade. That's the drug they're trade. selling us their heroin, which they're putting in little pills to get you addicted, or you're just addicted by smoking the stuff. You, okay. can, you can thank the president and overseas. Okay, so we're going to continue with uh, Edward R. Murrow with Bill. Good, though. Yeah, um, yeah, the public uh, that's uh, that's not in broadcast business uh, just have no idea how much we how much we revere Edward R. Murrow, who died in, uh, in about 1961, I believe. Uh, he is the founder of broadcast journalism that we feel, and uh, they have they have celebrations. They have the Murrow Award and all of this. Uh, university professors and broadcasting play the the Murrow speech called "Lights and Wires in a Box," and uh, it it really actually it got him fired because uh, what he was asking was truth in journalism. Uh, somebody here, uh, Alex Whippen, um, a senior editor of Media Bistro, introduced uh, another Edward R. Murrow. Uh, dinner uh, just recently and he says he says what I'd say unfortunately for Murrow when it comes to broadcast TV little has changed since those remarks we're talking about lights and wires in a box his speech uh, were delivered while the evening news format still exists coverage of the world has diminished if a story cannot be summed up in a minute or two odds are that it won't make the news the more complex the issue the less likely it will be explored. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is and, uh, so true. Uh, here's here's uh, Murrow. I refuse to believe that the president's... Uh, he, he had hope. Uh, I refuse to believe that the presidents and chairman of the boards of those big corporations want their corporate image to consist exclusively of a solemn voice in an echo chamber or a pretty girl opening the door of a refrigerator or a horse that talks. <laughs> they want something better, and on occasion, some of them have demonstrated it. But most of the men whose legal and moral responsibility is to spend the stockholders' money for advertising are removed from the realities of the mass media by five, six, or a dozen contraceptive layers of vice presidents, public relations council, and advertising agencies. Their business is to sell goods and the competition is pretty tough. And then his last paragraph in the, in the speech that everybody should get. Uh, the instrument, meaning television, can teach, it can illuminate, yes, and it can even inspire. But it can do so only to the extent that humans are determined to use it to those ends. Otherwise, it is merely wires and lights in a box. There is a great and perhaps decisive battle to be fought against ignorance, intolerance, and indifference. This weapon of television could be useful. And when did hold on, Marla? And when and when, when when did he say this? He said it. Uh, what oh, year? Fifty-seven years ago, or something. He said it in the fifties. Uh, just about the time they fired him over at CBS, which was about uh, fifty-nine. So nineteen. Yeah. So renegade. I feel so left out. I wasn't even here yet. In nineteen <laughs> in nineteen fifty-nine. 
exactly. 1960. This is when he wanted to do a story, uh, on a, another story, and they said, we're going to censor you from now on, right. and he refused to be censored. So that's In other words, you know, we're getting censored news all the time, all, all day long time. now. He refused to do it once, and that was the end of him. And that was the end of him. See, Censorship. Again, Renegade Nation, Bang. they're being censored and censored deeply because of these advertisers that are close into these... They all uh, own the media. Multi, ...multi-international corporation media companies, which we've talked about a long time ago, by the way, with Bill, knowing that GE owned NBC, now Comcast owns NBC, CBS, they have their fingers into a lot of different companies, and so does ABC and the rest of them. And that's why you don't get the truth in news and you have this censorship. And all they want to do is, as Bill calls them, the MBAs want to make more money and more money and they want to get more people watching their stupid ostrich media networks that don't tell you the truth. So they and everything get brainwashed. Censored and brainwashed into thinking and everybody is brainwashed because of them. They want you brainwashed. You need to wake up people. and you need to understand they're not telling you what you need to know so you can can make your own decision. It's not about us saying this way or that way. It's about us saying they the need news. to tell the truth, the news, as to exactly what happened, and then you can make your own determination as to what you're going to do about that story. Please, Period. Money, please money stop. everything with these people, and uh, they, can't, they can't see... Uh, Three months ahead, they want the money now. I, I I worked with a guy at CBS whose father worked at Dupont, and he was in the lab, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where they come up with all these great chemical things that uh, Dupont has has done over the years. And uh, the MBAs uh, walked into his father's lab, and uh, with the other guys were there, and they said, "What uh, what are you doing for the company?" And they said, "Well, we're working on." several things. Well, they said, what can you do today to make money for us today? And they said, well, we don't know. But out of that, not in a day, came rayon, nylon, Teflon, and all that stuff. And uh, they can't the MBAs want it now. If it destroys the company in three months or six months, uh, tough luck, because they'll be going on and showing the, the bottom line of their great record, uh, leaving, although they left the company in destruction, they can go and get a better job and a higher paying job and do the same trick someplace else. Okay, Marla, you had something to say? Oh, you forgot? No. What's wrong now? Are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you. I can tell by your attitude That's over there. I'm trying. Huh? What? I'm not upset with anybody. I was just trying to get a word in, and I wasn't able to. Oh, okay. It is now no longer prevalent. No, no, it's no longer applicable to you? To anybody. It won't make any sense. Okay, it won't make any sense. Okay. I'm trying to get this thing to get going here, and it's not working. So anyway, Bill, yeah, the, the Renegade Nation, the whole picture here, you need to, and this thing's still not working. I'm having trouble with this machine. I need new machines here. Um, the... The, the whole the whole situation, Renegade Nation, the whole look of the Boston Marathon bombing, and, and then the way the media covered it, the way the media didn't tell you exactly what's going. You know what I found very interesting to everybody? That they had 10,000 cops there looking for this one guy. And, uh, Bill, I don't know if you knew that. I saw it on the news where they threw in grenades, these grenades into They're the called, boat. Uh, uh, what are they called? Oh, God. oh he, uh, the grenades? Not no, a grenade. It was a, a shocker. They're, they're like, flashbangs or the, something like that. Yeah, fla- something they threw. Oh. And the, they and, flash and kind of blind someone, and they make a oh. popping sound. But what, what's funny about it, the cops didn't find him. The homeowner found blood on the boat, um, right. on the boat cover. Yeah, it's like, and how notified. could you miss that? 
Yeah. The FBI was all swarming the place. We, we know because NBC had to cover the entire story all day long. Well, it was, it was the people that, uh, that found them. Uh, they, right. They'd still be looking if they, if they uh, didn't have those pictures. Absolutely. You're right. They didn't yeah. have cooperation from the people. I'm going to be talking more about the, uh, the health of the country. Marla's giving me dirty looks. And I don't know why, but she's mad now. Okay, we'll be right back. Hold on. Renegade Talk, where we don't sugarcoat shit. What a fun-filled day today. Full of facts and fun, huh, Marla? Oh, yeah. Anyway, Bill Dean, formerly of CBS On Air, with us, talking about all the nonsense with the media and what's really going on. Steppenwolf. I always like that song. I miss my Harley. Yeah, we get rid of our Harley. Anyway, Renegade Nation, thank you for all the downloads. Thank you for passing the show around. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, please keep passing it around. Yeah. Please. Number two in L.A., uh, number 10, uh, as we la- as I last look, uh, Renegade Nation, uh, Renegade Talk is uh, all over on Potomatic, which has like 30,000 uh, podcasts. So we thank you. Keep us number 10. Keep us number 10. Number keep, one in news politics. Keep on, and of course, uh, go get Bill's book, Smooth yes. Criminal. That's a real book, Renegade Nation. Smooth Criminal. <laughs> Criminal, and you can yeah. uh, get that at Amazon. I'm criminal. Yeah, I and, write about him. Yeah, he writes about criminals. He's not a criminal. That's Are you, Bill? Right. Let me do an investigation on you, Bill. <laughs> we'll do a study on trust a study me. of Bill. Don't trust anybody who says trust me. We'll get, I know, we'll, I know that saying. We'll get yeah, trust me, Bill. Okay, we'll get Cheryl Atkinson to try to, to investigate you. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So tomorrow, Bill, we're going to have a 15-year-old on, named by the name of Nolan. And uh, Nolan is going to come on. He's 15 years old, and he's going to tell us about his generation and how they actually feel about uh, what's uh, been going on lately. Yes, Marlon? No, I just said the way he sees things. The way he sees things. It'll be interesting to have... I I haven't interviewed a 15... I I mean, I don't even think I've interviewed anybody younger than 30 over the past... His mother said you were allowed to uh, uh, drop the F-bomb, but he's not allowed. He's not allowed to drop the (laughs) F-bomb, but I am. She doesn't want me to... I didn't curse that much today. I was pretty good today. Yeah, you were. I'm trying to behave myself. That's I'm trying to. I'm trying to improve myself. <laughs> but yeah. sometimes, Richard, just gotta let him have yeah, it. Sometimes you gotta <laughs> let him have it. Bill, don't you think I'm doing a good job by not dropping the f bomb like that idiot did in North Dakota by saying, "Oh, this is fucking full of shit, man." What? Oh, I'm on TV. Anyway, <laughs> just making fun. Bill. Bill, you there? Bill. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> he asked you. Come on. Can you? When I went on the air the first time, you know what I said? I'm thoroughly confused. <laughs> That's what I said. Bill, when you first went on the air, the first time you put that microphone on, what was the first thing that came out of your mouth? Do you remember? remember? Or in your head. Or in your head. I had a a piece of paper in front of me, and I stumbled while I was reading the news. 
after practicing it for about two hours. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't go on the air and say, oh, this is fucking full of shit. <laughs> Can you this imagine? is fucking great. What journalism school did he go to? <laughs> oh, this is full of shit. I mean, the first time I went on, the first time I went, I'm thoroughly confused. But I actually said that on the air. Yeah, you two guys, though, started it as the original DJs. Yeah, we started as DJs. Rock yeah. and roll. Rock yeah. and roll. Yeah. WFUN Miami, the mighty Radio 610. Fun. Radio Fun. Where's the fun? Well, you, were spinning record, you were spinning records, though, Rich. I was yeah, talking about that's, that. That's what I meant, Smooth Criminal. Smooth, that's oh, what you meant, Smooth that's Criminal. that's right. Mm. I remember. I remember the good Rich old days, Rich had a man. Smooth Criminal slip him 100 bucks once. Yeah, that was the uh, Gambino family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, the, 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 the biggest heroin dealer in the world slipped me money to play a song for him. Fidel Castro tells me, yes, he well remembers Smooth Criminal, but no, he won't tell me why he let him go after eight days when other people were shot, they were caught for spying, or thrown in jail for about 18 years. He won't tell me that. He won't, wow. oh, oh, yeah. You got to get the Renegade Nation. <laughs> you got to go get that book, man. That you got to get the book Smooth and read. It's real, criminal. real stuff. Not yeah. made up, not fiction, not garbage. It's real. And so, it might even make you feel a little bit better about where you are in this world right now. That's exactly <laughs> right. Anyway, Renegade Nation, we're going to get out of here. Again, it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you. Pass the show around. This Today was a really, really good show. Bill, yes. again, thank you so much for being on. We appreciate it. Don't forget, Nolan, our 15-year-old, will be on tomorrow. Yeah. Marla, you have a great day. Bill, we love you, love you, love you. It is exploding, violence flaring, bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not for voting. You don't believe in war, but what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has bodies floating, but you tell me.